Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Well, hello there. Any idea what we're going to talk about today? <laughs> it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. As always, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Get all the latest from me, the podcast, the show notes, the live stream, social media links, uh, I, I, let me, let me do something. If you will, I realize this is open line Friday. I will take your phone calls. I'll answer your questions. I know you have thoughts as well about the Trump indictment, but I, I want to, before we go there, let me do the who, what, where, when, why, and how, let, let me just give you the basics. So you understand what we're dealing with and I will branch out from there, but let's begin with what's actually happening. We know Donald Trump from his team has been indicted. It is an indictment under seal. That means that the U.S. attorney, the prosecutor, special counsel in this case, Jack Smith, has filed an indictment with a federal court that is not public. I think that was a mistake. They notified the Trump team that he was a target. They then notified the Trump team he had been indicted. The president will appear at 3 p.m. Of course they wait until the moment I get off the radio on Tuesday to do it. At 3 p.m. on Tuesday, Donald Trump will appear in federal court in Miami to hear the charges against him and enter his plea, guilty or not guilty. Donald Trump's valet is also being charged. The charges, there are seven based on what we know from the Trump team. They involve obstruction and conspiracy, uh, intention to destroy documents. Now, let me pause here and say I know you're you're looking at the Biden situation. You're looking at the Pence situation with, with documents. What the U.S. Attorney's Office says and what federal prosecutors say is that they distinguish between willful and accidental In the Mike Pence situation, they believe the classified documents in his possession, it was an accidental possession that uh, documents were transported when he left the White House. He doesn't box the stuff up himself. Someone else did. Uh, It was a mistake. They were returned. I'm sure you know and I know they'll figure that out with Biden as well. What they also say is that when they believe there is sufficient evidence of an intentionality to keep or take classified documents, they do prosecute. Sandy Berger uh, had that happen. Sandy Berger tried to walk out of the National Archives with classified documents in his socks. He got prosecuted. So whether you agree with them or not, that's that's what we're looking at here. Their claim is that Donald Trump intentionally, willfully took classified documents. They claim he did not follow the declassification procedures. 
Now, there are news reports out that say Donald Trump is on audio in a recorded conversation, noting that he had classified documents that had not been declassified before he left the presidency and had to remain secret. That shows knowledge, if that's true. That's a report out there that he is caught in an audio recording talking about having classified documents that he did not declassify. The Trump position is that because he was president and these documents were sent to Mar-a-Lago, that was a clear indication he intended to declassify them. If you will recall, there are two cases during the Trump administration that went to the Supreme Court, one on the travel ban to Islamic countries. The other was on the Census Bureau and adding a question about citizenship to the census. And, and there was actually a third one now that I think about it, and that was the uh, DACA kids getting rid of the, the DACA program. And in all three cases, in decisions written by the Chief Justice of the United States, John Roberts, John Roberts says these are things the President of the United States has the power to do, but the President of the United States has procedures he must follow to do those things. The president's voice does not give him power. The president following the procedure gives him power. And in this case, the argument is that Donald Trump had the power to declassify any documents he wanted, but there was a procedure, just like in the DACA case, in the Muslim travel ban, in the, uh, in the census case, there was a procedure he had to follow. And because he did not follow the procedure, he could not do what he otherwise could have done. If the report from CNN, and I, I'm cautious on this one because CNN has gotten a lot of stuff wrong when it comes to what sources say about Donald Trump, but they do have a source who claims part of the evidence Jack Smith has is an audio recording of Donald Trump acknowledging he has classified documents that were not declassified. That's a pretty damning indictment, if so. Now, just bear with me here. I'm just trying to lay out the case before we get into what I really think. The conspiracy part of this is that Donald Trump conspired with others to keep the documents from the National Archives. So let, let's follow along with me here. The National Archives doesn't audit. They claim Donald Trump doesn't have or has withheld some documents. Donald Trump sends some documents to the National Archives, but preserves and keeps other documents at Mar-a-Lago. The National Archives comes back and says, "Hey, you still have documents." The Trump team says, we don't have any more documents. We gave you more documents. The National Archives says, no, no, we think you have more. So the Trump team lawyers say, okay, actually, we found some documents. Here you go. This is everything we have. We have nothing left. National Archives says, no, no, you still have more. They send in the FBI. The FBI finds all these documents. The, the implication here is that the Trump team tried to hide documents they have a defense to a degree, only to a degree, because this is a statutory crime. Uh, they, they have a defense that, well, we thought we gave them everything. And that also with Donald Trump is, hey, this isn't on me. This is on my lawyers. They screwed up, not me. They told me we sent everything. The problem, again, comes back to what evidence do they have and who said what? If they have an audio recording of Donald Trump, with classified documents, admitting he had them, as news reports from CNN and others now claim, that's a problem for him. 
There's also this breaking news just happening as I'm talking to you. Donald Trump's legal team has resigned. Uh, Jim Trusty and John Rowley are his lawyers in Washington, D.C. This morning, we tendered our resignations as counsel to President Trump. We will no longer represent him on either the indictment case, the indicted case, or the January 6th investigation. It's been an honor to have spent the last year defending him, and we know he will be vindicated in his battle against the Biden administration's partisan weaponization of the American justice system. Now that the case has been filed in Miami, this is a logical moment for us to step aside and let others carry the cases through to completion. We have no plans to hold media appearances that address our withdrawals or any other confidential communications we've had with the president or his legal team. Now, this is about them. Uh, Trusty and Rowley are based in Washington, D.C. The grand jury had been in Washington, D.C. The grand jury had been in uh, meeting there. Jack Smith moved it, we now know, to Miami because he wanted to file the case in Miami because the majority of the transactions related to the alleged crime happened in the Southern District of Florida. Therefore, they needed to file this there. Um, that's what's going on here with these lawyers. The other issue is, does this go to Judge Cannon? Judge Cannon is a Trump-appointed lawyer in the Southern District of Georgia who handled uh, the initial issues related to the classified documents. She gave a series of rulings that were very pro-Trump that ultimately got reversed by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. That will be an issue, too. There is one more issue you need to know about, and it comes from Mark Caputo, great lawyer down in Florida, who knows the Southern District of Florida, and he wrote an article at The Messenger the Messenger is a new news website. I know there are so many new news websites. I'm having trouble keeping up with all of them. But Mark Caputo, now you should know, Mark Caputo had been like the only good reporter at NBC. And they booted him because he had the audacity to evict a non-white tenant from a property because the tenant wasn't paying his bills. And Mark Caputo mentioned it on social media that he was evicting the guy, and, and I think I think he called the guy a deadbeat, talking to two people about it. And they, they booted him from NBC because he owned property and somebody wasn't paying their rent, and so he booted him and called him a deadbeat, and that's why he's gone. Tells you everything you need to know about NBC News. Caputo writes about the Southern District of Florida in Miami. Now, let me step back real quick and explain this to you. States have a state court and a federal court. State courts are governed by state constitutions. We have a federalist system, meaning we have states and we have the national government, the federal government. You can be charged with murder as a state crime and a federal crime, and it's not double jeopardy. Because there's state and there's a federal government. They're two separate judicial systems. If you're charged with murder in the state and found not guilty, you can still be charged with murder and found guilty in a federal court and vice versa. Some states have rules that say you can't be charged with a crime in a state court if it's in federal court and vice versa. Not every state has that. But you have a state system. The states have uh, courts, courts of appeals, and a Supreme Court. 
The federal system is similarly situated, but it's much more simple. You have uh, you got a bankruptcy court. You sometimes have a federal magistrate, but you in every state you have a district court, you have a court of appeals, and you have a, the Supreme Court. Every state has at least one district court. Some states have multiple district courts depending on their size. And those district courts in, in large states are broken down into federal judicial uh, districts. Uh, in Florida, you have multiple federal judicial districts. In Florida, you have a southern district. And that southern district is in Miami. In Florida, I'm pulling up the map here. You've got the you've got the northern, the middle, and the southern district of Florida. The southern district of Florida is in the Wilkie Ferguson and the Clyde Atkins courthouses. They have several of them. You have court locations in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Fort Pierce, and Key West. The Miami courthouse is the big, big one. In each district, you have a U.S. attorney, and the U.S. attorney is who prosecutes the cases unless the federal government has assigned a special prosecutor. So the way this works is that Donald Trump will go to the Miami courthouse for the Southern District of Florida. If there is an appeal, it will go to the 11th Circuit because every district and every state is combined into circuits. The 11th Circuit covers Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. So the Southern District of Florida is in the 11th District, which is under the Supreme Court. So you have the Miami case. It can be appealed to the 11th Circuit, which can be appealed to the Supreme Court. This case will be filed in Miami. Trump will be prosecuted in Miami. Miami is notorious for not convicting people of corruption charges. Keep that in mind. That is Mark Caputo's story, that the Southern District of Florida in the Miami circuit where they get all of their, their residents and citizens to come be on the jury pool, they are notorious. The federal government has a terrible, terrible track record of convicting individuals of corruption charges in that district. Mark Caputo, warning in his story, you charge Donald Trump with corruption, which they're doing, you are really playing against the odds because that district doesn't like to find him guilty. You, you're going to try to kill the king, you better kill the king. You're filing a, a lawsuit, a, a criminal charge in a district that notoriously does not find people guilty of corruption charges. You better be careful, federal government. That's what's happening. Donald Trump is charged with obstruction, with conspiracy, with other crimes related to withholding federal classified documents. They will prosecute him in Miami. His lawyers have resigned. He will get new lawyers to help him there. It will probably be before a judge appointed by Donald Trump, which makes it very interesting. And they're doing so in a court where very notoriously men are not found guilty of these sorts of crimes women either. When we come back, I'll tell you what I think about it all. Bolin Branch uses the finest 100% organic cotton from family farms to your family home. They've got a natural unmatched softness and they get softer with every wash. Those are the highlights that Bolin Branch wants me to tell you about. Let me tell you about my experience as a longtime customer. Every single room in our house has Bolin Branch sheets. Why? Because they don't pill up over time. 
Uh, you know, some that they get a little like like pill of whatever they call it, and and they get rough. They don't. They get softer every single wash, and they last. They don't wear out. You don't have fraying threads. They just are fantastic, and they really, really do get softer the more you wash them, and they hold up over time. We love them in our house. They've got the perfect weight. They feel kind of snugly, but you don't get hot in the summertime under them, but you stay warm in the wintertime. It's just, it's it's perfect. I love these sheets. Get 15% off your first order of Bull and Branch sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BullandBranch.com. That's BullandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You will love these sheets as much as everybody in my family does. We got them on all five beds in the house. You can too. All right. Before I dive into... Uh, what I think, and I, I'm interested in what you think as well. 877-973-7425. I got to I got to deal with Robert Costa first. Robert Costa, great reporter, used to be started at National Review, went to the Washington Post. He's now at, at CBS. I'm just going to read you the thread he just put up. I'm learning some new things this morning about why this all happened and the motivation, especially for the audio from 2021 discussing classified materials. In short, it comes down to one person, Milley. Trump loathed his coverage and press in books per multiple sources. This is the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. As Trump fumed in post-presidential period about Milley, in his view— being cast as a hero and himself as an insurrectionist, he began to talk regularly about Milley in 2021, dismissing him and bringing up stories that made Milley seem unintelligent and untrustworthy. Trump's anger about Milley led him to be cavalier about what he said about Milley and their interactions and policy decisions, and it frustrates some aides who noticed how he would veer into dicey, near-classified material in conversations. Then Trump started to do interviews for books. While Trump didn't speak to me for my book, Peril, he spoke to lots of others at the same time in 2021 as he was lashing out at General Milley in private. These dynamics began to collide as Trump sat down with people, with him pulling out documents and memos from the White House to make his points. And when people would come to hear Trump about his presidency, rant about Milley, Trump's aides would record the conversations in case they wanted to contest what was later written. And that include when Mark Meadows' ghostwriter stopped by, helping him write his memoirs. Trump may have pulled out classified documents he wanted to use to shame General Milley. And they got it all on tape. We'll see. Tell you what I think about this when we come back. Right now, I want to tell you about Americans for Prosperity. Regardless of what happens with all these indictments, they're fighting on the ground at the state and local level to advance small government, advance your values. AFP has chapters around the country, over 30 chapters around the country, and they're starting new ones all the time in new states. They're advancing the conservative government argument. They teach you to be a grassroots activist. You can sometimes work with them and and turn it into your career to be a grassroots organizer for Americans for Prosperity. You should reach out to them, americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. 
Learn to up your game as a grassroots activist. Learn to be able to confront your state legislators, your local city council on ideas. Have all the facts. Command the facts. Be the smartest person in the room when it comes to advancing the small government agenda. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K today. americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Become the conservative warrior you've always wanted to be, an especially skilled grassroots activist. Greetings, America. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number this open line Friday is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, now I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about the Trump stuff. Can you handle it? Buckle up. It would not surprise me in the least little bit that Donald Trump engaged in some harebrained scheme that winds up blowing up in his face as a violation of federal law. But you beat him at the ballot box, people. A reporter, I, I, I said this this morning, that you, 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 you don't beat Donald Trump in court and throw him in prison You beat him at the ballot box. This is a unique case. Go back all the way to ancient times. And even in ancient Greece, the Greeks understood it's not worth it to pursue justice if you must burn the world down to get it. It's not justice at the end because what you've done is destroyed everything to get your justice. I've given up trying to explain to progressives why this is a bad idea because they're so into, well, it's the righteous cause. They're zealots. They are zealots. They are as zealous as the men who got into planes and flew them into buildings on 9-11. Yes, they are. I I know people will be mad at me for saying that. But they would be perfectly fine destroying the country to put Trump under jail. Every single person listening to this show right now, left, right, and center, has some sense that this nation is fraying at the seams, if not tattering in the middle, and ready to come apart. Every single person listening to this program right now has a sense that something is not right in this nation, socially, culturally, politically. People are at each other's throats, and you're going to indict a man 74 million Americans voted for? Beat him at the ballot box, you idiots. Because what you're doing is signaling to 70 million Americans at least that you don't think you can. It's not about the righteousness of your cause. Sometimes a righteous cause cannot be pursued if the destruction left in its wake is too great. We've known this for 6,000 years. I think Donald Trump probably broke the letter of the law because it goes back to multiple Supreme Court precedents that, yes, as president, he could have declassified documents, but he didn't follow the procedure. Therefore, he broke the law. He held them. He didn't want to sell them. He didn't want to make money off of them. He wanted them personally. He wanted them. 
He wanted to keep them. Why not? They were his in his mind. He was president. They were his. He could keep them. Damn the law. But it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It doesn't matter because you all have this sense, gut-level sense, that this country is on the verge of some sort of civil war. You have people talking about national divorce. You do not indict the former president who's already running for another term. You beat him at the ballot box. Indict him after that if you want. Beat him at the ballot box next year. The statute of limitations isn't going to run out. Beat him at the ballot box and then indict him. But while he's running for president again, you don't do it. Because what you're signaling to half the country is you've got a vendetta and you will stop at nothing. For God's sakes, you people, the president of CNN got fired this week because he let Donald Trump come on television and the liberals inside and outside the network had a meltdown and couldn't handle it. You're going to tell me this man can get a fair trial and fair media coverage? No Republican, even the ones who hate Donald Trump, believe he's going to get fair coverage. You fired Chris Licht because he tried to give the man fair coverage at CNN. Beat him at the ballot box. And by the way, it's not just this case. He's going to be indicted in the Fulton County case in Georgia. Fannie Willis, the district attorney for Fulton County, Georgia, she's going to indict him. And Jack Smith the special counsel is going to indict him on January 6th. I actually don't think that one, but most people do. I'm in the minority here. Most people are convinced, but it's because they hate him, hate Trump, that Jack Smith's going to indict Trump on the January 6th stuff, too. He's looking at that in Washington. Drip, 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 drip. They're just they're trying to hemorrhage money from him. Beat him at the ballot box. All of this goes away when he goes away. All the strife, all the division, all the anger, all the rage. But you know, Democrats, what you're doing is you're digging your own grave on this. I pity Joe Biden. I really do. That man better have the best lawyers in America before he leaves office for Republican wins. Hunter Biden might as well move to a country today that has no extradition treaty with the United States. Get out while you can, Hunter. Republicans, including Donald Trump, exited the White House on January 20th, 2021, internally convinced that they should have pursued a prosecution of Hillary Clinton. And they didn't. They didn't because they weren't sure they could find her guilty. And it would be bitterly divisive. And some Republicans argued it didn't matter. She deserved it. Whether she was found guilty or not, she deserved the pain of a criminal prosecution. That pain will come for every Democrat now. 
you people on the left started storming state capitals. You stormed the Wisconsin state capitol to stop a, um, a, a right-to-work vote. And Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in Washington cheered you on. You stormed the state capitol in Texas to stop a pro-life vote. And the Democrats and the media cheered you on, elevated abortion Barbie Wendy Davis, ran her for governor she lost, ran her for Congress she lost, but y'all elevated her. You championed it. You made the protesters the heroes. And then January 6th happened, and Republicans did exactly what you people have been doing at the state level. All they did was take your precedent, and they upped it a little bit. It's the same thing. You can scream about it, and you own the media, and so you'll you'll nuance it, and you'll demand that we believe you, but it's not true. All the Republicans who walked into the U.S. Capitol were doing was exactly what you people were doing in the state capitals in Wisconsin and Texas and others. They just took it to a higher level, but it was the same thing. You started the precedent. Republicans just expanded it. You've now started a precedent. You crossed the Rubicon. You do not cross the Rubicon unless you want war. Julius Caesar crossed the Rubicon and began the civil war that led to him becoming emperor in all but name, and then his nephew really becoming the emperor. You Democrats crossed the Rubicon. You expect Republicans to nuance this? They're not going to nuance it. And here's the other problem for you, the Democrats. And I mean this in all sincerity and seriousness. You make the argument that Donald Trump is a unique threat, that he is uniquely bad, that he has behaved in uniquely bad ways. But in your next sentence... You say, Ron DeSantis is worse because he's smarter. Doesn't sound like you think Donald Trump is all that uniquely bad. You think every Republican is, and that signals to Republicans this isn't about Donald Trump. This is about partisan wins. Beat him at the ballot box. It all goes away, but you chose not to. You chose to cross the Rubicon. Beat him at the ballot box. He goes away. You chose not to. You've now elevated him. So are you saying, Erickson, if he killed somebody on Fifth Avenue? No, this is not about murder. This is about keeping classified documents at Mar-a-Lago that nobody had access to other than Donald Trump. And you've decided to send him to federal prison if you can because of it, you idiots. You do not even understand. You have become zealots. You are no different than the people who got in the planes on 9-11. Because of the righteousness of your cause, you're willing to wage a holy war against a group of people who are going to turn on you and do the same damn thing to you because you too believe the nation is tattering and fraying at the sides and you've decided to strike the match and just burn up the cloth you couldn't help yourself you hate him that much it's the righteousness of the cause how dare you say that this is about justice it's not justice when you burn the whole world down to get one man But you can't even acknowledge it because you hate him that much. You're right. No, this is about justice. He broke the law. We must do this. 
Yeah, so did Hunter Biden. And my side's going to come for him. This came at the end of a day where Republicans were making the case about Joe Biden's bribery. Good luck, Joe Biden. May God have mercy on all your souls. I can tell you what's going to happen. It only gets worse from here. You had the potential to de-escalate, and instead you've escalated. And you can't admit it. You won't acknowledge it. You puff yourselves up without any humility. Now you will watch the world burn. I wish someone would de-escalate. But I don't think anyone is. This doesn't end well for any of us. But it might end well for Donald Trump if this court case finds him not guilty, and that'll get him reelected. And may God have mercy on your souls. God himself will not be able to hide you Democrats from Donald Trump's vengeance if he's found not guilty. And by the way, they're prosecuting him in a venue that notoriously does not find people guilty of these sorts of charges. So good luck. Now, some of you just want to have good luck with your computers. You're tired of the problems. You should reach out to Vision Computers because they can be your tech support. Even if you're not a Vision Computer customer, they haven't built your computer, they can still be your tech support just for a low annual fee. You can call them at their 800 number and people actually answer the phone. You don't go through the the phone organizational chart hell where press one, press three, press two, press one, press three. No habla en inglés. You you just get somebody to answer the phone and they answer your tech support questions. If you let them build your computer, you get that tech support for free. You sit down with them and tell them, here's what I want, here's what I need. They build a computer for you or for your company. So you don't have to have an IT guy. You've got Vision Computer. Go to 404 Compute, call them, 404 Compute. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. They give you something that's not even on their website. Their website is visioncomputers.com. In many cases, they can just remote into your computer and set up your email for you, fix the problems you're having, update your antivirus software, whatever you need. They can talk to you over the phone. Your employees, if you're a company and you use Vision to buy your computers, your employees call Vision when they have problems. My kid calls Vision instead of asking me to deal with his new PC. He just calls them, and they've set up his email for him. They've helped him with his speaker problem, getting the sound. It was easy. If a 14-year-old can use Vision Computer Navigate, surely a 30-year-old can. They're that good. Visioncomputers.com or 404 Compute anywhere in the United States of America. Call them. 404 Compute. Let them be your IT support. Let them build the computers you need and want. Hi, it's Eric Erickson across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. My friends, the Frost family, have been helping small businesses become big businesses since the early 90s. They are committed to the entrepreneurial class of America, and they want to help you. If your lender's giving you a runaround with money, you're trying to get access to capital to buy a building, build a building, buy out at a competitor, grow a franchise, buy a franchise, let the Frost family see if they can help you. Just spend 10 minutes with them, see if you're a good fit for them and them for you. If you need $250,000 or more, firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. Don't let the GA for Georgia put you off. Yes, they're in Noonan, Georgia, but they help businesses in Washington State. They help businesses in Florida. They help businesses in Maine. They help businesses all over the country. They might be able to help your business, firstlibertyga.com. 
All right. Uh, you know what? Uh, I am going to squeeze a phone call in here. I'm going to go to Ivan. Ivan, welcome to the show. I'm going to you, Ivan, because I love your name. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I voted for Donald Trump twice in the presidential election. I voted for Ted Cruz in the primary. Um, I'm planning to vote for DeSantis now. So I say all that to just uh, indicate that I'm not a you know one of these uh, diehard uh, Trump supporters that can't you know listen to reason at all. But you know when James Comey went to the microphone uh, there before the election and said Hillary was guilty of this and this and this and that. Uh, no reasonable prosecutor would bring a charge against her. We saw the double standard that, you know, had been kind of underground, but it was just brought out into the open. And from that time on, and all throughout uh, President Trump's uh, presidency, with all the uh, Russian folks uh, being uh, in the FISA court, uh, allowing the FBI to spy on his presidency in his campaign before that. It's just, you know, this is just another example of of the double standard that mm-hmm. has been going on. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Ivan, what's more here, what, what the, the left doesn't perceive, understand, get, is that uh, they've been after Trump for everything. I mean, most of them still believe falsely that the Russians stole the 2016 election for him. Most Democrats in poll after poll after poll believe the Russians stole the 2016 election for Donald Trump, which even the Mueller report said isn't true. The Russians were in it to destabilize us and cause us to be at each other's throats. They weren't in it for Donald Trump to advance his candidacy. But the Democrats are convinced that the Russians stole the election for Donald Trump. They have tried to delegitimize him from the moment he won. They have never accepted he won. They never wanted to acknowledge he was authentically the president of the United States. And it has led to this moment where they're just going to try to indict him and try to, to take him out. Now... There is an issue we haven't gotten into that we need to also get into. Gosh, I, I got a lot of other stuff I want to talk about today, but this is probably the most important thing. I want to take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. It is an open line Friday. But what do the other Republicans do? I saw one idiot online say they all need to go to the Southern District of Florida, suspend their campaigns and declare their fealty to Trump and be there to support him, which is absolute nonsense. There are three approaches there are three three tactics, I think, three strategies the Republican candidates can deploy moving forward on the campaign trail against Donald Trump. I want to walk you three through all three of them. I'll take your phone calls as well, 877-973-7425. As always, text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Get the podcast links, the email, the live stream, all of that.